Everybody, I am so excited that we have our very own co-host that we get to interview, Hillary Bilbrey. And Hillary, you know, you we know you as a, an amazing co-host, but we don't know what your purpose in your life work is. And now is a time for us to know. So welcome to our show. And <laughs> I'd love for you. Hey, what is it that you do? How did you get to where you are? Thank you for asking me. I'm excited to be here. It's kind of strange to be in the uh, the interviewee seat, but well, actually not seat today. I'm standing today because I'm so excited. I can't stand sit still, stand still. Uh, so it, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. So as as you know, but maybe some of our viewers or listeners don't know, I, I have been a long time educator. That was always, we traveled abroad. I started teaching English. Uh, I loved it so much. I loved working with a diversity of students because I was working with students from all over the world. And then I brought that back to the U.S. and started teaching and had a family. And then I was doing the next step. I'm going to take some time off and I'm going to just be a mom because moms have really important jobs. And I wanted to make sure that I, I was, you know, just in the, the wonderful position because of my husband's job as well of being able to take just a little bit of time to get my feet on the ground. And we had our first, we, were, we built a brand new house and we were, it seemed like life for the Bilberries was perfect. That's always dangerous, right? When we have that perfect view, because that means there's a picture there that we're expecting to have filled. And I got pregnant with our second child and things did not go the way that we expected. It started out with this weird, and for the sake of time, I won't get into all the details, but this weird diagnosis where they asked, they said, go ahead and plan your funeral. So we did. I ended up having um, my son early. He was rushed off, rushed off to NICU. Luckily I was fine, but it was just, everything was off kilter and what was wow, how do you deal with all of this? And when we came home and things were quieting down and okay, now we can get life back on track, right? When everything's veer, you're like, oh, okay, well now it's back to center again. We're good. <laughs> and we weren't good because I, um, I went out for a walk one day and came home and our water heater had been set too high. We didn't know um, all of the things you have to check. And my husband went to change our baby and our oldest, who was 18 months old at the time, ended up getting into our tub. We had safety gauges on his, but not ours, mm -hmm. turning on the hot water only and had third degree burns in a matter of, I won't, for the sake of the viewers and the listeners, I won't get into details, but it was a really traumatic, traumatic injury. And he ended up getting rushed to uh, ICU. We were transferred through three different hospitals. By the time we got to the ICU in Madison, which was a burn center, we were, he was crashing. And so we went from finally being settled to still having a baby that wasn't supposed to be born yet, but was home and me surviving to our son, is he going to survive? And then being in ICU for over a month and going through skin grafts and just this whole new life. And it was, it was traumatic. And we didn't know where our footing was and where our grounding was. And to be honest, Sonia, I lost myself. I lost myself because I had one job, which was to keep my son safe, to keep my children safe. I'm a mom, one job, and I had failed. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, to me, it's, you know, there's so many things like, oh, what is, oh, we, we hit normal, the expectation of what normal or perfect is. And then the next thing is my main role. I, the superhuman mom, that is my main job. And to not even, I mean, you know, we all can re- like parents can relate like, yes, there's going to be these oops, mistake there, mistake there. But the, the utter, I can't even describe it, the, the utter vulnerability. And, and um, when you see children hurt, I, I can't even imagine how do you even go up? How do you pick yourself up with all these expectations and things were going so well? And then it seems like it was back to back things coming right out, out of under your feet where, and, and this is why you haven't like live inspired since day one, you have for me, what was the moment of lift, lifting up from that ground? If there was a moment or it was took. Oh, there really, there, the funny thing was, is, is I can remember the specific moment, which sounds so crazy that you could like, really, but I really can. And it was, it was really about two years and I've studied, I've gone back and studied this now. Um, I actually went back to, to work on a, a master's thesis having to do with intangible grief because, you know, when the picture dies, a person didn't die, but a picture died. And there's this grief that people are like, well, you should be happy, but you can't explain that there's something that's just off and you don't know how to tell people what it is and you feel guilty and shame. And there's just so much tied up in that. And so uh, I had one friend that every time I talked to her, I felt better and I didn't know why. And I said, okay, Sally, like what's up with this? And so she started talking to me about the Virtues Project. And so I, much like you, like we can't do anything half-assed, right? You have to like jump both feet in. And so I'm like, all right, I'll become a facilitator. I'll just see what this is about. So it was a one week immersion. And I'm still in this process of, of trying to feel feel my way through all of this. Actually, I said two years out, but now that I think about it, it was only a year out because a week later we were going to be moving to England. Oh, wow. And um, and so that was a whole nother story for another day. But I was about, I don't know, two hours in. The Virtues Project deals with this powerful language. We've talked about it before on here. That is part of who we are as people, essentially. Are we, you know, trustworthy, integrity, excellence, caring, love, all joy? Who are you? What do you show up with? And so I had this moment about two or three hours in where we were acknowledging each other, strangers. And I had these people saying, wow, I see your trustworthiness and the love that you bring into your family and the caring and your excellence and your strength. And they were telling me how they saw those things. And the tears just came. And Sonia, I'm not over-exaggerating. It was literally the first moment in my life that I felt seen. Mm. Not for outside, not for an accomplishment, not for a picture or a supposed to or a should have or a could have, but for who at a heart level I wanted to be and I was if I would just get out of my own way. I didn't have to fight to be those things. They were there. And the picture changed of what I thought a mom was going to be. But when Brett got hurt, it didn't change the love or the caring or the excellence or the effort or the purposefulness that I, or the joy that I brought to motherhood. And that was the moment that I knew I had a different path and a different calling that I had to take on. And I just want to talk a little bit about the Virtue Project. I had no idea what that was until I met you and you presented on 
you know, on just a sliver of the Virtues Project. And I was completely like blown away of something that I int intuitively knew and felt, but had no words or tools in how to bring that more into action or help others bring that more into action. Um, but what I wanted to say when you said, you know, this was the first time you felt seen and that we are getting in our own ways, but it's almost like we have to tell people to get out of our own way because that expectation of whether we're seen or not was built upon others who said you should be seen in this way or you shall not be seen. It's like, who the heck, who the heck determines that, right? Right. So that, that realization of clearing all of that and saying my path belongs to me and me only. Mm. And, and I say this experience. I, <laughs> I, the thing too, is that you have been such a key for me. You also, your audience is wide. So not only are you helping, you know, and you're, you're, I know you'll talk about this, but parents and educators, but you also are helping my middle schooler. And for her, and what's so important, and I'm, I'm going to cry just because I'm so inspired, but <laughs> for a middle schooler, something I needed at that age to know that she can make her own path and that there are things called virtues that she can, that she can communicate and also receive. I don't know what to say. I mean, that's the, that's the power of being human to me. So thank you. I just want to say thank you. Take a moment to say thank you for that. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me your beautiful daughter because she is, I mean, you know, I hear people all the time will complain, complain about youth and this and that, but, but how we view the youth today is what they become. Yes. Right. And that's why it's so important to, to think about these virtues and what they have, because if we provide the scaffolding for them to become their best version of themselves, instead of criticizing, if we become their allies instead of their judges, the most beautiful things happen. And sorry, I even like, I'm just thinking of, I'm thinking of Gabby right now and she is the most beautiful soul. And you, you and your husband have done such an amazing job of, of bringing out the best in her bit. I believe, and I think you do too, that was always there. And your job isn't to pour into her and make her something from the outside. It's to bring forth the light that she was born with. And uh, you, you both do that so, so well. And she has her own little character on her own, but big character, actually. I, I just <laughs> love that. I love that girl. But that is, that is the importance of this is we have this birthright, this birthright of of purpose, of service to the world, of our superpower, that we are truly, truly meant to be here at this time in this place to contribute to making the world a better place. And we have to embrace that and hold on to it. And that's the work that I try to do is to help people, first of all, really get grounded in who they are and then move that into action for how they're gonna show up in their life and in the world, because the world needs us. I mean, it does. I know this sounds really lofty, but I, I truly believe everyone's like, do I go out and I'm going to make this change and I'm going to make this change? And those are great goals. But I say start with your own heart and start with who you are. And when you get clarity in who you are, you show up with a confidence in a light that then brings courage to every action you take. And that's where true transition and change happens. And that's, that is, that is your work. That's and, my work. <laughs> and I think for, you know, when you said everyone comes with the light, I think the work that you do that I've seen is that you remind people of the light they were given 
you know, in terms of all of us who may have fallen into those expectations and definitions of what should be, what would have been, could have been all that, you kind of help unlayer and unpeel to really bring out that authenticity and feel that worth in it. So whether you're working with young ones where they say, look at that light that you have, isn't it amazing? Cause they're like, yeah, I know this light. How do I work with it? Or for the adults we're saying, I forgot about what light I have, right? Well, sometimes it's a matter of helping them turn the switch on again, right? Or or turning it on for the first time. It's like, okay, there is that light, but like, how do we how do we flip that? And it is, I tell you, that is the most remarkable part. And I'm so blessed because sometimes I do it one on one. And again, as you said, teens all the way through adults. I'd say most effective for me. I mean, who comes to me? People who are maybe feeling a little anxious maybe feeling a little bit lost, maybe just wanting to level up or needing some clarity or some purpose or just restlessness. They feel like things can be different. So whether it's one-on-one -on -one working to do that or with groups, and I often go to schools or organizations and help them as, as a group come up with, A, what is our vision? What is our vision through the core lens of our values and who we are and how we wanna show up together? And then how do we turn that into action so that we can maintain that instead of, you know, you see, you hear people all the time, so over talked about vision, 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 vision. Fantastic, you do your vision statement, you walk out and everybody forgets about it. No, what does the plan look like? And how can we hold ourselves accountable and lift each other up and take turns using our superpowers to elevate everything? Mm -hmm. And so really, truly, that is my passion. You know, it's called Live Inspired Leadership Institute because it's, we can live inspired. And when we do live inspired, we, I always tell people, I, I envision this flashlight, each one of us being a flashlight, like my symbol for myself is this idea. And I think about this with everybody else. I'm closing my eyes because this is what it's like. It's like, there's this light that we have. And like, as it shines out, it continues to push back any darkness or confusion or frustration and it just continues and so imagine now you have all of these people doing the same thing pretty soon the light is going to meet up together and holy smokes is that going to be something beautiful oh awesome i mean and and then just as to know you know i didn't i wasn't looking for help um it was so what i'm saying is you know in terms of sometimes just meeting with you just to like you may not be looking for like oh i'm lost in my clarity or i i don't know what my light is i didn't feel any of those things yet having a conversation with you really up leveled my accountability to myself and just the clarity was just so i didn't know i was in a fog i didn't know that there was fog until really engaging with you and now everyone knows like that's how we totally got in sync was this clarity in terms of our conversations. We're like, yes, yes, yes. And then we're like up leveling each other every day that we connect. connect. Um, so I know that you have a strong, sorry. Right? I was just going to say, yeah, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just going to say, I mean, it goes both ways. It's not just that that is part of it. When you, that's the thing is, is Sonia, you shine so brightly and you try to bring that clarity to other people through your college counseling. And it goes beyond that, the work that you do with families and with the kids. And I think that that's what happens is when you're a light seeker, you find other light seekers. And, and that kind of goes back to that same image. And, and that is so powerful. I, I just think that's sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no. you. Well, and then before I, I know that you have a trick up your sleeve, but before I do that, I just want everyone to know that not only are you a speaker, you are an amazing speaker. Just, I think everyone leaves your presentations like with the wow moment. So you do, you also do workshops, you do small group things, you do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So 
your talent and how you spread this message and uplift others like kind of goes across the gamut. Um, so I want everyone in the world to utilize, everyone in the world should be touching one way or another in terms of how they can be up-leveled. I think the world will be a better place, but you have a trick up your sleeve. Thank you. No, I appreciate that so much. I, I do. I actually, I have to tell you just a quick side note, shout out to California FBLA. I just recorded my keynote for them for tomorrow and I'm so excited. It's actually my favorite one I've ever done yet. So I'm, I'm really excited about it because it's all about leading with, um, with vision, with trustworthiness and with curiosity. And uh, I had so much fun. My daughter, even she was my audience and she got done. She's like, mom, you had fun. I'm like, that's the best part. Like, Sonia, when you find your purpose, that's what I love doing with other people. And, and when we talk, when you're in your zone of genius, when you're doing that thing that lights you up, other people have fun and smile and are inspired as well. And so that's the cool part is I think I'm just as inspired by the people I work with <laughs> as hopefully, hopefully I do my job and inspire them, but it's just, it's like this mutual love fest, right? Like, oh, thank you. Oh no, no. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> We do that all the time with each other. We'll be talking. We're like, oh, that was good. Oh, no, that was good. Oh, no, thank you. So same thing. No, I love it. So yes, I wanted to leave uh, just a quick little example. One of my favorite things to do with my clients is to have them leave post-it notes around their computer. And we will do, when we have breakthrough moments or aha moments, there's sometimes little mantras that will come out. And so because of that, I'll say, all right, pick up your post-it. Like that's the first thing you have to do if I'm coaching you is go invest in your post-its have them by your door or your, by your computer. And when we're doing the zoom, then I'll say, okay, that needs to go. So for example, I was working with someone the other day and she's like, oh, and she was being so hard on herself and she was judging other people and so on. And I said, you know, our job in life is to be an ally to ourselves and to others, not a judge. We are allies, not judges. And, I, and she goes, oh, you want me to go get the post-it again, don't you? Yep, I do. And so she put ally, not judge, and posted it next to her computer. I have another client, whenever she gets off, she said, she, you know, she has her work meetings. And one of the things that she said, I, I just feel like I get going and I get frustrated and sometimes I run people over. And I said, well, what do you want to do? She goes, well, I want them to feel good when they leave. And I said, okay, so every meeting, I said, right there on the computer when you're, like I zoom right now, right? Right on the computer that you can see, check in with yourself and it says, leave people better than I find them, mm -hmm. right? So whatever your call to action, your battle cry, the way you wanna show up, when you know you're about to go on a meeting, when you know you're about to do something and have an interac interaction, take a second, write down the way that you wanna show up for that and just put that little post-it right up there and it will completely change the interaction that you have. I love that idea. And actually I, I did have, I do have a post-it and I wanted to make it more neater, but there was, um, from, from my work, I, there's a saying of transformation, not transaction. Mm. I don't want like college admission to be just paperwork in the process. I want it to be transformative for the whole family. And so I, what I don't have is a post-it note that would remind me every time I want, I'm the next, so thank you for that. Cause I'm going to put a post-it note right there on my top left. To, to ensure that that is my purpose and what I do. So yes, listening. So that everyone listening, maybe part of their homework is get at least one post-it note up on that screen. Yeah. How do you want to show up? How do you want to show up for a specific person? By the way, that is a positive thing, but also it can be work with a negative thing. If there's somebody who brings out the worst in you personally, 
Mm -hmm. right? And you know, that person where you get off and you're like, I wish I would have said this or this or this or this, you know, what do you need to say to yourself to get yourself settled? Like, you know, be confident or hold your, hold your line or whatever that thing is, you know, again, I, I just highly recommend take a minute before your meetings, before your interactions, before your talks, you know, set your boundaries and hold true to them, but get that posted up there and then it will help you. We need to be mindful in order. It's not just second nature to show up as who we want to be. It takes practice. So stop judging yourself, be your own ally, write the post-it, stick it up there, keep working on it. Love it. Awesome. Okay. Well, now that you're, there's going to be like a line for you, come yes. make everyone say, you need to go, you need to take advantage of Hillary. What is the best way that they can contact you? Fantastic. Uh, two, one of two ways. I mean, first of all, I think we have my, um, my website's going to be posted. So if it which is just hillarybilbury.com and you can sign up just to receive either information or have a one-on-one -on -one with me, you can email me at hillary at bilbury.me and we'll post that as well. I know because some people want to do two L's. I'm one L of a girl. So mm -hmm. it, <laughs> no, it's just, so it's Hillary at bilbury.me. Um, and of course, um, you know, if anybody wants to text or call or whatever, DM, Instagram, like I'm all, all of the things. All of the things, all of the things. And see everybody, do you see now why Hillary is a co-host? <laughs> like, and why I'm going to keep her so close. Um, just... Uh, I'm going to say all of the things, which is not fair. That's not a good true virtue statement, but I think the inspiration, um, you've helped me with assertiveness, trustworthiness. And again, I know your number one is just integrity, living life with integrity. Many people will say it, but to live it, you know, absolutely by action that this person is authentic in that. And that is Hillary Bilberry. So thank you so much for being on. And I'm glad that the world got to know who you are. And then um, guys, Come stay with us for Decided Heart Conversations for next week.